Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Do you dream of running a successful pet care business? In this episode, I talked to Susan Briggs of The Dog Gurus. She's a pet industry business coach who helps entrepreneurs launch and grow their dog daycares, boarding facilities, training classes, and more. A lot of the advice in this interview will help you grow your business, but more importantly, it will help you keep the dogs in your care safe, happy, and living their best lives. Susan also shares her expertise on dog body language and growing trends she's seeing in the pet care industry. It takes more than just a love of dogs to run the best pet care business possible. You're also going to need a logo, website, social media, and a whole lot more. I've put together a guide to over 150 resources that can help you run your pet industry business. To get access to this guide for free, head over to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide. It's a Google spreadsheet that you can save to your own computer and take notes, reorganize, or even add your own favorite tools. Just go to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your free access today. Susan Briggs is a certified professional animal care operator, author, speaker, and pet business expert. She has over 18 years of experience in the pet industry with 12 years as co-owner and operator of a successful dog daycare, lodging, grooming, and training business in Houston, Texas. Through the dog gurus, Susan and her co-founder, Robin Bennett, are now helping pet care professionals get their lives back by showing them how to create sustainable businesses with teams that truly know dogs. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and talking with you this morning. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And um, I mean, what you do is like exactly (laughs) what I want to talk about on this show. So you're like the perfect guest to have here. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you've been in the pet industry for over 18 years, but you and Robin recently, semi-recently started the dog gurus. How did you decide to start that new business? Yes. What we, Robin and I wrote a book together um, back in 2007. And from that, um, we began speaking and helping other pet business owners, you know, train their staff um, to know um, dogs better and to know canine body language and how to keep the dogs safe in daycare playgroups. And after the book, people are like, this is awesome information that we'd really love to have video. And so we're like, yeah, you know, when you're teaching and learning body language, video is definitely the great a great medium. So we took the book and content into a staff training program called Knowing Dogs. And from that, again, people in the industry, we would talk to them about our product and the staff training. We just kind of developed these followers that agreed with our philosophies on how to manage the dogs and keep them safe. 
And so we decided, you know, rather than write another book in 2013, we had some great resources for businesses to um, improve their dog daycare operations and make things easier and keep have more fun, keep the dog safe. So we started a membership site for the pet industry. And so we had a lot of our people that were using our training program join that. And we just continued to share information that we learned working with um, other people that were doing daycares. Um, and just our own background and experience and found that we just loved having that closer connection to these businesses that truly care about the dogs and providing the best and safest environment they can. It's so wonderful. So you specialize in um, doggy daycares specifically. Yes, uh, my background with my business, I also did lodging and grooming and training. Robin is a certified professional dog trainer. And since we had our own businesses, we're able to expand. But I think the service that we really get passionate about and find ourselves on our soapboxes is doggy daycare and off-leash dog play. Because we believe it can be a really great service as long as it's done well and the dogs that are there are enjoying it. Yeah, I think that is so important. I think that um, pet owners today seem to be more particular (laughs) than ever. (laughs) And they should be. I would say they should be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, what are are some things that I guess um, maybe, you know, the most common problems that you see? I'm sorry, my dog is scratching (laughs) right now, which you can probably (laughs) hear on on the recording. Okay. Um, That was Bert. He is always right by my side. Um, So I guess what are some of the most common, I don't want to say issues, um, but the most common things that you see when when daycares come to you for help that you advise them on improving when it comes to the safety of the dogs? Yeah, there's really two things that we focus on that when we find um, businesses have play groups that may not be running as smoothly or safely as they would like. And the first one is there are process to evaluate the dogs that they bring into their groups. And so we have actually a course that teaches how to do an evaluation to ensure that the dog is a good fit for the business and their play groups, and most importantly, for that individual dog. And so we will look at that evaluation process. And are they keeping dogs in their play groups that maybe have some dogs age out, some dogs Um, may not have been a a good fit as the business grows. It's too overwhelming or too exciting for them. And then the second thing, and probably where we spend a lot of our time, is in the training the staff part. Because there is a lot of technical knowledge as far as safety begins with truly understanding canine body language and what the dogs are feeling. And you can know that by being able to read their language. So it takes time to teach that, but it is something that's very teachable and that we do in our programs. And so helping them teach the staff that are leading the dogs so that they feel confident and empowered in knowing what they're doing and how to keep the dogs safe. And so those are really the most important things is to, if you're going to a daycare, How do they evaluate the dogs and how do they train their staff? Those are the two things that are key to safety. Well, and I love that you mentioned um, dog body language and sort of physical cues. I've been seeing so many posts from people online lately 
about that. Um, so what are some things that you look for? I know that, um, you know, having the ears pinned back is definitely a sign that a dog is nervous or uncomfortable and, and you need to do something about yeah. that. Um, what are some other cues that people should look for? Yeah, when Robin and I teach canine body language, we teach it like a traffic management signal. And so in our book and our training, we have, you know, the green postures and behaviors. And those are the ones we all know. And actually, people also pretty much know the red signals you know, when it goes too far. So what we really focus on are those yellow signals or stress signals so that you have early warning that a dog is uncomfortable or feeling stressed. And some of those can be um, lip licking, um, stiffening of the posture. Um, You will see potentially the tail and ears either going back or up depending on confidence or um, not. Um, So those are some of the ones that are easy to spot, um, yawning, um, open and closing the mouth. Um, those are some of the key signals that we teach and focus on and we consider yellow signals. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty subtle. So I think people need to pay a lot of attention when they're working with dogs like this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's something that even us as, you know, pet owners and dog owners is if you have your dog out in an environment and you're noticing a lot of those signals and that they don't have that loosey fun body language that you see they have at home that maybe they're done and ready to go home. Um, And so I just think it's a great life skill for anybody that has dogs um, and definitely a necessity in the professional environment. Um, So I'm wondering, can training like this be applied to people who work in in general, dog-friendly places. I, for one, love taking my dog everywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, so we go to dog-friendly um, bars and restaurants and, you know, shops and all kinds of different things. Um, and a lot of these places really encourage you to bring your dogs. Um, so do you think that places like that, like a dog-friendly brewery, maybe should have their staff familiar with this kind of stuff? Absolutely. It would help keep you know, them safe, the other patrons safe, and the dogs comfortable. Because we all want to take our dogs there as long as the dog is comfortable. And so, yes, that um, this training and knowing and understanding how dogs greet and what's a positive interaction that both dogs are enjoying would make the environment safer and more comfortable for everybody. So I do highly recommend that anyone that's in an environment where they have dogs um, attending understand body language and dog to dog interactions. Yeah, that's so interesting. I never really thought about it before, but it makes a lot of sense because, you know, places want you to bring your dog because they want you to come and they know we don't want to leave our dogs behind. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so this, that's really and kind of interesting. I never thought of it before. Um, so, okay, this is all kind of the, um, the hands-on sort of training stuff, which is really, really important, but in your programs, you also put a huge emphasis on the finances for pet businesses and you and Robin are really experts in that. And you have other experts that you work with too. Um, so what are some tips that you have for pet business owners who, um, just really can't figure out how to make any money (laughs) in what they're doing? Exactly. Yeah. My educational background is in accounting. And so I love being able to help pet business owners understand their numbers because a lot of them got into it because they love the dogs and wanted to create and give and have this business for dogs. But to stay in business, you have to watch your numbers. And so one of the things we really help our members and clients do 
is understand their cost and how those costs relate to the different revenue streams that they may offer. And it really comes down to making sure you're priced right for your services and what you're providing. And what we find is sometimes, especially the um, really good businesses that do invest in the staff training and keeping their staff educated and up-to-date, ongoing training, pay them well, they may have higher costs than some of the other um, centers, and so they may need to charge more. But again, they have that value there because they are investing to be proactive and keep the dog safe. So we really work a lot and start out with, do you have the right pricing structure for your business model and for the different services that you're providing? And do you sometimes advise people to add on other services? Like you talked about different revenue streams, um, you know, so diversifying how they're making money. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, we really think that if you're offering great group play and daycare services, um, dog training is a great and um, complimentary service, um, behavior modification. Um, we, you know, do like lodging if people are zoned that way. People, you know, if they trust their dog to be there every day, they're get, they would love for that um, same provider to be able to lodge them when the dog can't go with the family. So, yes, we definitely try to help them, you know, get the most um, value from the space that they're in and provide, you know, a suite of services that their clients need for their dogs. Do you have a hard time finding dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style? I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Rag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog obsessed. Best-selling products like our Puppy Breath Candle and the Jungle Dog Dress have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. So um, before, if someone's like not even at that stage yet, they haven't even started their business, mm-hmm. maybe. You actually have a program called the Launch Formula. Um, and I, I was looking at your website for it, and you ask three questions right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit about that? What are what are those three questions? And, um, you know, w- what is the Launch Formula program about? Yeah, Launch Formula is to help pet people that would love to be into the pet business world just to confirm that this business is a a good fit and that you can get clear on what services you want to offer and how you want to fill that niche in the marketplace. Um, And so we take you through the five stages of getting a business open, including research, um, doing your um, business plan, finding a site, which is generally the most challenging aspect to getting into this industry is finding the location And then we also help with the operations and making sure that you're um, setting up your operations to um, industry standards or above and just getting you prepared for building um, your marketing and opening so that you really enjoy your business. Um, Being a small business owner, entrepreneur is hard. There's a lot of work, a lot that goes into it. And so we want 
you to be there for the long term. And so helping you set up a business that you're going to love when the doors open and the many years later when you decide to exit. Yeah. I think that it can be really overwhelming um, for a lot of people. And, and of course, it's long hours too, because that's one of the benefits of dog daycare for, for customers is that they're usually open longer than regular business hours. So um, that can end up being a really long day for some people. So once someone has their business established, uh, maybe they've gone through your launch formula, you also have a special program to help people grow their business. Um, so what are some important things that you help people with there, you know, people that are maybe kind of stalled out or plateaued in their business somehow? Yeah, we find that that can happen frequently, maybe around the three-year mark. You know, you get open, you get growing, you get your team in place but you're still fine that you're actually working in the business a lot and you really haven't taken the time to kind of step back and ensure that you have strong systems in place in all areas. And so that's what we focus on in growth intensive. Um, and we go through five of our 10 steps to sustainability because again, we want these really passionate, great business owners that really care about providing excellent pet care quality to stay in business. And to do that, you know, they have to have a business that's paying them a good salary. And that's one of the challenges, unfortunately, that we find a lot in pet care is that owners are not paying themselves really the salary that they deserve for taking the risk and operating this business. So we start with that at the beginning because you've got to feel good about your compensation and then you've got to make sure that your business is growing every year. And so we do talk about different growth strategies, maybe adding other revenue streams or providing um, enhanced um, care and services. And then we really focus on their team um, and how do you build a team that's really engaged and stays with you and really becomes what we would call pet care professionals. And so we focus a lot on your financial systems, your marketing and sales systems, your staff management systems, and of course your customer care. Because really, as a small business, I think that's where we all have our strengths is the ability to really provide that outstanding customer care that unfortunately we don't see enough in business today. And so our growth intensive program really helps and just steps you through um, putting these systems in place, which then gives you more freedom as a business owner to take time off, recharge, get creative, and love your business and the life balance that you get from being a pet care business owner. Yeah, it, it sounds like, uh, it sounds easy when you describe it, <laughs> but I know that it's much harder than that. Um, something that kind of caught my attention when you were talking was the customer care experience. Do you have um, any examples of ways that people can really make their customers feel special? Yes, it's all about not only knowing the dogs, which is interesting when you work in pet care, how quickly we learn the dogs, but we also learn... Um, got to the parent is one who has you know the credit card and pays the bill and there's wonderful people and being able to be that partner with pet parents and help solve their needs is a a great thing to do and it is amazing how and above and beyond a lot of our business owners will go to help pet parents in need um, when it comes to their dogs or just anything that's going on and so 
it, it really does become a family um, to a lot of us when we're working with um, and get to know these pet parents over multiple generations of dogs and their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the nicest things about the dog world is I think, you know, I always say it takes a village to raise a dog because, you know, all the people I meet at the dog park and the people I meet at our doggy daycare and, you know, the vet office and and all of our online friends, they all contribute and, and help and give advice. And it's really, it's really wonderful how I think generous dog people are with their knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, professionals, we see so many different dogs and situations. I don't know how many times our staff, we would bring something up to a pet parent that, you know, a minor thing that we noticed just because we've seen so many animals come into our centers and they go have it checked out and they caught something early, which is just, you know, wonderful to be a part of that relationship. We feel very honored. Are you noticing any um, new trends in the pet services industry? I think the one we talked about earlier is the biggest trend in that it's expanding to opportunities for pet parents to be social with their pets and mm-hmm. either at bars or restaurants. And sometimes these are being built into um, pet businesses. And so your dog daycare will have, you know, a coffee shop or a, a bar attached to it to where not just the pet professional gets to be social with a dog, but the parents can also meet each other and hang out, which I think is great, especially when you can, as a pet professional, help help parents learn what's if their dog's happy and how to keep them safe. But I am so jealous because you're down in Texas, and I just know, I see all these posts, there's a lot <laughs> of dog-friendly bars and, and like a dog park that serves beer or something like yes. that. There just seems to be so many places, I think because of your weather, you have a lot more flexibility than we do up north. Yes, we do. And one of our clients, you know, actually is one of the first um, dog parks and bars out of the Austin area. And it's, it's been wonderful working with her and her business. Um, And I just, I really do see that that is the trend that's going to continue. And what we want is that pet owners to go and have a good time with their dog, but make sure your dog's having a good time because what's um, sad for all of us is when a dog isn't ready. And sometimes, you know, it takes dogs a while to get used to that type of environment. And some dogs don't enjoy it at all, which um, is not the dog's fault. It's They're all individuals. And so we just want it to be good for the people and the dogs that go. Yeah. And I think as a pet owner too, you just, you need to be aware of of your dog and, and the places that you're going and maybe you just have to go when they open and you right. can't go at like the peak hour. Exactly. When it's a little quieter because some dogs can't take that much activity and excitement around them. That's such great advice. You know? Yeah. Um, well, can you tell us at all about your own dog? Oh, I'd love to. I've got to, um, I have Archie, who is a golden mix. He's like 12, and his favorite thing in the world is to swim. When I had my pet business, we had an indoor pool, and he started swimming about four months of age, and it is just Aww. his zone. He's in his zone when he's swimming in the pool. So um, he's a golden mix that I just adore. But he's tricolor, which is interesting. Um, oh, neat. Yeah he, yeah, he is. And then I have JJ, who is a... Chihuahua Shih Tzu Poodle Mix. So he's my first little dog, and he is just my snuggle bug. I 
have loved moving into the world of small dogs and um I do enjoy taking him places, but JJ is one of those dogs that likes it a little quieter. So I would take him to an event where there was a lot of people and activities and dogs going on. We got to go off peak um, and get him used to it, short sessions. But um, we have a lot of fun together. So JJ goes to Pilates with me. So that's our one of our outings and oh my, um, is it a dog friendly pilates class or you just take him yeah it is the i'm lucky it's a kind of a small group and the instructor loves dogs and ever since i got jj she's invited him to come to class and the other people in my class um have gotten to know him and he was our does he go on the pilates machine with you <laughs> while you're working out he will he will um st- come up and give you little kisses and encouragement and <laughs> And if well, I'm that's doing probably very helpful. Yeah. And Pilates is really hard. <laughs> it is. And sometimes when I'm doing mat work, then he gets on my chest and it's like, oh, now I have more weight to lift. Thank you, JJ, for pushing me harder. <laughs> well, they sound really fun. My um my one lab, Lucy, she is obsessed with water. So um she would definitely be right there in the pool with your mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. That was a joy. I loved having the pool and seeing just the joy the dogs had, the ones that really loved water, it it was the best thing ever to enjoy them enjoying their swim sessions. And was the pool part of the dog daycare? It was. So it during was. daycare, like you, some dogs could go swimming? Yes. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I guess there's a lot of businesses that are adding pools um, to their daycares and lodging so that water-friendly dogs um, get to enjoy that too. I mean, these pet resorts are awesome. They are truly camps for pets. And yeah, they're providing some really cool things. We have one really nice facility. I mean, there's many nice facilities here, but um, there's one that's been around, I would say the longest in our area. And I always say it's like paradise for dogs mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> they, they you know take them hiking and there's a pond and there's ducks walking around and I mean it's just couldn't be better yeah it was such a joy talking to you Susan um unfortunately we do have to end the episode so tell people where they can find you online to learn more about you and the dog gurus Yes, our website has a lot of information on all the different services and products we offer to support pet businesses, and that you can find us at the T H E dog D O G gurus G U R U S dot com. So the dog gurus dot com is our website, and they can also find the dog gurus on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. So we would love to connect. Yeah, wonderful. If anyone has any questions or you're starting a, a dog um, dog daycare business or something like that, definitely check out the dog gurus. There's so much information. You have a ton of free resources too on your website. Yeah, we do. We just we just care so much about dogs. We want to help the business owners that care too get it right. And there's no reason to repeat mistakes from the past. Um, learn from us. Take the shortcuts and enjoy your business. It's a awesome industry. I feel blessed to have been a part of it and still a part of it for so long. Yeah. Well, I can just tell talking to you how much you enjoy it and um, how much, you know, joy and uh, pleasure you bring to the business. So it's really wonderful. Well, I appreciate um, being on today and sharing what we can offer people. And um, 
look forward to connecting with some new people. Dog lovers. Yeah. Thank you so much. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.